back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. And tonight's guest, well, hey, you know what? She she probably needs about 1,500 raises at this point, given her profession of, as an educator. So she's going to go ahead and come on and help our other educators out there experiencing this burnout, especially coming off of COVID-19, um, how we can go ahead and get on past this, this little hump here and start loving teaching again. So here we go. Without further ado, Miss Kendria Johnson. Hey, Hello. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? Of course, of course, girl. Man, now see, I, I I haven't had COVID nineteen, but I did some traveling, and I then caught me one of them colds. You know, when you the the weather changes. Yeah, yeah, I got. I just didn't. Yeah, my body didn't like that weather change, and I'm coming mm-hmm. off this cold, so got a little bit extra bass in my voice today. But that's all right. You know, okay. I, I might you know I might like sound like Barry White for a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> but thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. Now, you, your background is in education. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. what age range do you teach or have you taught? Have I taught? Okay. So this is year 22 for me and I've taught everything from fourth grade all the way to eighth grade, but really nothing past eighth grade. So my niche is like four through eight. And then for a long stretch of my career, it was six through eight, and that was it. And now I'm back okay. down to five. Back down to five. So I got the five uh, fifth graders now. Um, wow. Yeah, so that's my niche. And everybody's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I couldn't do that group. That's my favorite group. I love them. Wow. And so yeah. what subjects do you teach? I teach math and science. And in any given day, it could change. So it's sometimes math. And then sometimes science. Last year was an even split. Um, then some years it's just math. Then mm-hmm. some years it's just science. Just depends on where they need me. One year I taught uh, math and English. Oh, wow. So it just depends on where they need me. I'm, I'm very versatile like that. So, you know, but that's a good thing, which I talk about sometimes in the book. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is a good thing. Now, I've never taught in the public school system, but I do have a background in early childhood development. Mm-hmm. So I taught, I taught the babies. So my my niche was the pre-K. That was my niche. And you say no. <laughs> and, Six to make my people can do it. You're right. <laughs> everybody cannot do it, you know? And see, my thing was I always felt sorry for the kindergarten teachers because mm-hmm. they would get the kids who some of them were had been at home the whole time. Some mm-hmm. of them were at those mommy's day out. Some of yep. them were in those daycares where they just get babysat. And then you have mm-hmm. others that come from schools where they actually learn something, right? And they're ready for right. kindergarten. But the kindergarten teachers, their task trying to get all of them on the same page. Yeah. And I was like, I said, I feel for y'all. Like, that's a hard job. Yeah. That is so hard. So I always try to make, you know, try to do my part and getting my kids ready for kindergarten. And I think yeah. to some degree, I got them to the point where they were in first grade when they left me. Cool. So yeah, we I, appreciate I, you I, up in fifth grade. We teach, we appreciate you in fifth and sixth grade when they come to us hey, to write their name. Yeah. Hey, yes, <laughs> because I'm like I I'm a, I operate with the mindset of even if everybody is not on the same level, if I have some kids that are more advanced, 
then I'm going to mm-hmm. challenge that child. Because if I'm not challenging right. that child, then he's going he or she's going to get bored and become a disruption in the classroom. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's exactly how right. I operated. And so mm-hmm. I did. I had a couple of parents come to me one year, and it was like they don't know what to do. My child's ready for first grade, and I'm like, "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't get like, bored. We don't get bored where I am. We don't get bored. I, I get you. I'm with you. I, I got that. I understand. Right, right. Because like, okay, because if you getting bored over there, then obviously what I'm giving you is not holding your it's attention. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. So with you, you say your sweet spot. What what between fifth and eighth grade, which grade do you love the most? Seventh. And I why love them. They, they're bipolar. I love it. They just don't <laughs> know if they want to be kids or they want to be the young adults. They're going through pre-puberty really well, and they uh they just switch personalities on you. And so you never know what child you're about to get the next day because they're they're a little bipolar in seventh grade. So that they, that's that 12, 13 spot. And so that was my favorite. I used to love that. that was my, and I got the most out of them. And they got the most, they got the best teacher out of me. Um, sixth grade, they're still babies. Eighth uh-huh. grade, they're just full grown adults, mustaches and all, goatees and all. But they they are not, but they look like they are because they're going, they go right. through puberty as well. And then right. I have the fifth graders now, they're, they're the babies. Okay. Fourth and fifth grade, almost exactly the same. They're the babies. They still whine and cry because people don't want to be their friends, stuff like that. But in seventh grade, they whine and cry for somebody who won't be their friend one day. The next day, they're fighting the sex, the same person. They're fighting, and the next day, they're friends again. The next day, they're fighting you. The next oh, day, they fight wow. you. And they're just all over the place. They're just emotionally all over the place. And I mean, girls and boys. But I love it. It's, it's, it's every day is a new adventure with them. And I'm, that's, I was built for them. See, some people right. are built like you know high school, and then some people like you, the little ones. And I'm built for that middle that middle school age. I love that age. Plus, me teaching math and science. If I have girls in my classroom, I go right straight to it. Now, now where I teach is all girls. But when I was uh, back in the states, I was like, that's the age you need to get them in loving with science and math. You have to get them right there at that age, grade six, seven. They need to get they need to fall in love with math and science, or they're going to decide whether or not they don't like it. And then I'll move on and do something else. But if you can catch their attention with math and science, which I used to love to do, that's a good age to get them excited about uh, those two subjects because we just don't have enough um, STEM girls yeah, in the world. Right. That was a passion of mine. <clears throat> oh, that's awesome. Now, you said mm. when you were back in the States. So where are you located now? I'm in Abu Dhabi. I, I teach in the Middle East. I'm, I've been here seven years. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. So yeah, how we, is that in comparison to the U.S. as far as teaching? Uh, teaching here is a lot less stressful, but the problems of education are still here. They have a Western system here. Like I teach the same uh, McGraw-Hill curriculum that I taught back, back home, but the, the Western, Westernized system here, it means Westernized problems. Sometimes they'll try to overwork you. Sometimes they give you way too much on your plate. Sometimes they try to, you know, put too much on our back. But in here, I can, it's easier to say no because, you know, oh no, I got to go home. No, (laughs) but at home, at home, it was almost like, you know, anarchy, you know, it Mm. was, it was ridiculous that trying to, trying to get a life out of teaching because there's so many mandates put on teachers. That's the reason why there's a teacher shortage. That's the reason why they're the great resignation includes teachers and doctors and lawyers and nurses and everybody else, because people are being tired of being pressured Mm. 
People want to enjoy their life. They want to go home. Mm-hmm. They want they, they you know I want to help the kids and I want to help the community. But I have my own kids at home and I have my own life. I want to live here. Amen. So that's the reason why there's a teacher shortage specifically because I can only speak for teachers, but I know why there's a quote unquote great resignation after the the pandemic is over because people are like, no wait 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 now well, now we did all this stuff at home using technology. You want me to go back into work and work these 50, 60 hours a week? No, no, no. We can cut that in half, you know, or I could just stay at home and do it. When yeah. pe- teachers figured out they can stay at home and do it, these teaching like online programs have skyrocketed. People are quitting their jobs left and right. And my mm-hmm. book was written out of that. It was like people are quitting their jobs. I know why, because I about four or five years out of that, fifth, that 20, I was like, I'm done. It's my last year. And I said the same thing the next year. And I said the same thing the year after that. I'm done. This is my last year. I'm not doing this again. But something kept me going. Something kept me at it. And when I moved here, of course, it got easier. But the yeah. problems that I was, the trauma that I had gone through, the PTSD from teaching in America wow. was, still, was still in my brain. So it took a while to deprogram myself and ask for the help I needed and get the help I needed to not put all those mandates and all that pressure on myself to get be all the things that the kids need. Can't be everything for them. They have parents. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. Can't be You're everything right. for them. And you can't um, you can't say people that don't want to be saved. That's the first thing you learn about teaching, especially when you get the higher ups, the older kids. You can't save them if they don't want to be saved. Mm-hmm. And then second, uh, there's a lot of things, but second, you can't you can't pour from an empty vessel. Mm. So if you are empty every day, and I want your audience to get that visual. If we are as teachers pouring knowledge every single day into young minds, get that visual in your head. We're pouring, pouring, pouring every, in and out of those aisles every day, mm-hmm. in and out of those classrooms. Some of us have 150 kids sometimes. I had 150 kids in, in, in the States. I got 117 this last year. And I'm pouring, 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 pouring. You know, well, who, you know, and my, my cup is empty. Yeah. Who, how do I fill my cup? What, what happens when my cup is empty? I don't have anything else left. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. The boss is on there, the principal's on my back, parents are complaining, everyone's in my ear about, and they all want a piece of me, and I have nothing left to give. That is the reason why teachers leave. Mm. They, we say it's money, that's just, but that's like way down the list, I promise you. Ask any teacher, it's never money. I, I did a survey on my website, I've done a survey with this book. They, it's never because the first thing they'll say is either stress or lack of respect. Mm. They don't feel valued. They don't feel appreciated. They don't feel like they're worth anything with it at their job. So they just want to go somewhere where they feel like they're being appreciated. They want to go I in can, a place yeah. where they feel it. I can definitely see that because, mm-hmm. you know, the people say that the kids are different nowadays. And I'm like, no, it's not the kids. The parents are different nowadays, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because things yeah. that our parents did, a lot of parents nowadays don't do anymore or they don't have time to do it anymore right and so yeah. we're raising our children differently so that's where the whole the disconnect is coming in at i, I feel and yeah. a lot of parents they're not involved in school the schooling mm-hmm. of their kids either so that's also going to affect it yeah absolutely yeah parents um parents mean well they do they mean well i, I, I can give you a thousand examples i'll just give you one if you're if a parent comes in and complains because you know they their child didn't get the right grade or whatever okay you talk to the child about that i gave them the grade that they were supposed to get <laughs> i gave them the grade they earned okay. why you why is it my fault the child got a d you know exactly. it's not my fault i gave you the information i gave them the syllabus i gave them the you know the study guide i gave them the, the and then your child gets a d your child got a d but they come you're up right. complaining to us 
it's our fault that they got the no 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 it's your your did your child study no did your child take home the work no did your child turn on homework homework no then mm -hmm. what what are we what are we talking about what are we talking about and so it's a lot of that entitlement sometimes oh yeah like you're supposed my child's supposed to get a B my child's supposed to get an A well if they don't study how is that my fault mm -hmm. they and don't you study, right, you know what I had to do like okay because like my son he's a junior now in high school. And his freshman year, now keep in mind, my son, his entire academic career, he was a B student. Mm -hmm. He got to his freshman year in high school, which was the first year that all the schools went remote because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And so freshman year in high school, his first semester, he's bringing home D's in, in math. And I'm like, hold up, what's, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, could it be, you know, maybe you'd want them type of kids that have to be in the classroom. This remote thing is not yeah. working for you. So I was thinking that first, and then I was thinking, okay, I was asking him, like, are you turning in your work? Are you understanding, you know, the material? Are you comprehending and whatnot, you know? So I'm asking him these questions, and I'm, of course, him being my child, he's going to tell me one thing, but I was like, something's not clicking, because I'm like, how you go from being an A, B student, all of a sudden, now you're making Ds, right? So I reached out to a teacher to have a conference, and I just asked her, like, okay, what are you seeing, mm -hmm. right? Because... This is how I know he is. He used to be. But of course, we got all these changes going on right now. So you tell me, mm -hmm. what are you seeing? Right. And so come to find out, no, he wasn't turning in his homework. Mm -hmm. He wasn't turning in the, the daily assignments that he was supposed to be turning in. Mm -hmm. Right. So then, of course, so so like me being the responsible parent, I'm going to him next. I'm not yeah. chewing her head off because mm -hmm. she ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. They don't so, think like that. <laughs> I'm like, hold up, partner. What, what's, yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah. like you went to high school and then lost your plumb mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's the kind of parent I am. Mm -hmm. But I get it. I see it. I see what you're talking about, where you have those yep. parents that accuse the teachers of everything that's going wrong with their child. Everything. Mm -hmm. Everything under we the win. The emotional not, everything. Yes. Everything's wrong, I, I thought. Yes. You said you said my tell my child to sit down because he was standing up. <laughs> it's just the silliest things that they complain about. Right. But like I tell people in the book, and like when I mentor people, when I mentor teachers, listen, don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. They don't know you. You they don't yeah. know you personally, and then they're taking out their frustration about their child and what's happening to their child on you. Don't take it personally, and I don't. I've been doing this long enough to not take it personally. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, but that's not the reason. Again, that's not the reason people are leaving the, the teacher. That's not it. It's more or less like that plus you don't get the respect you need in the community. You don't get the respect you deserve from the principal. You don't get the respect, respect you deserve from the kids sometimes. You don't get the respect you deserve from anywhere. And then on top of that, you don't pay me enough. All those okay. things together, people, yeah, people, they get tired of it. So, yeah, it's they get tired of it. Yeah. And so it it's like, I, I, I ain't even got to leave my house. If I, if you're going to do me, treat me like that, I'll, I'll take the abuse, but I ain't going to leave my house is what people are thinking. That's what they're starting yeah. to do now. They're coming up with different ways to make money at home. Mm. So, so, okay. so all this, all these changes, your, 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 all this history you have with teaching, um, your this experience, you decide to take this and put it in black and white as mm -hmm. a reference for current educators that are out there. How do we get over this hump? So what are some techniques uh, that you recommend to some of the teachers that are in that, that currently where they're like, I'm done. This, I'm done with this. I, I'm not doing this anymore. What are some you know, words of advice you can give to them? Well, the, yeah, the name of the book is uh, Teacher of the Year. 
uh, Strive to Thrive Toolkit for Teachers. I have six easy steps that will help you get back on track in your career. One of those steps is steering your own career and being, you know, and finding the power back in your position. So what that means is I tell teachers, first off, let's find out where you are. If we do a workshop together, if I, if I mean, I love the one-on-one the -on -one is better. You, please buy the book, but still the one-on-one -on -one is better because then I get to find out where are you? Where'd you, how'd you get here? Where are you stuck? What do you hate? What do you like? What do you dislike? What's going on? Because there's three types of teachers that come to me. One is the one you just described. They're done. One foot out, one foot in. That's where I was. Okay. But something's still pulling them up to pulling, 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 tugging on them to keep going. That's the people that buy the book. Second is the person that's kind of like, like I was or I, how I am like, like two years in a row where I'm just tired, just tired. I need to find you know, ways to just, you know, manage my time better and stop giving away too much of my time and too much of my effort on things that don't matter. Yeah. So that's another kind of teacher that comes to me. The other one is a teacher that's like a robot. It's just a job. I have no zero passion. I don't care about them kids. Yeah. I don't care about the parents. I don't care about none of it. It's just a job. So we just, we talk about how you can get that passion back because you have to be passionate about this in order uh -huh. to do it well. I didn't say in order to do it because anybody can get in there and do it because they do. We, we got a whole bunch of folks in there just doing it every day. But some pe people want to do it well. They want to strive to thrive. They want right. to get better at what they do. They want to get good at what they do. They want to be recognized as teacher of the year. You know what I mean? They want to have that teacher of the year status. Yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. But some people don't care about that. They don't. But when you talk to them, when you get that's that one-on-one, -on -one, when you talk to them, then the tears and the emotions start coming because it's like, you know, I just don't get the respect I deserve. Let me show you how to do that. <laughs> wow. So some of the advice I give them is make sure you like your position. There's power okay. in your position. And the good thing about this great resignation is, and then people are looking at it the wrong way. I always try to put spin on positive spin on everything. I said, now people are waking up to the fact that they don't, you know, you, you can leave. But you mm -hmm. have these degrees and you can use them to do other things. They're waking up now. So the school districts now that are hiring people have to, that you can leverage that power and get the position you want. You would be surprised at how many teachers are not doing what they want to do. Just like you said, you your your niche is, you know, the little ones. Mine is, you know, middle school or whatever. I yeah. wish I would go into an interview and be like, well, we're going to put you in third grade. I don't want to do third grade. Well, that's all we have. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm getting up leaving. And I'm going to go to the next school that wants me. And I'm going to I'm going to get what I want from this career. Use this as a time to say, well, I, I see your little signing bonus, but can I have Fridays off? I would oh, like okay. to be remote Fridays. I want to be on remote Fridays. Well, what about the kids? I don't care about the kids. I want to be on remote status on Friday. You know, other schools are doing it. And, other, and I'd like to be that teacher that gets Friday off. Is that good? And then people are getting it. You'd be shocked. In California, they're rewriting the whole bylaws to give teachers these, these flexible schedules so they wow. can have teachers in the classroom. So use this time, this great resignation. If you're going back into the classroom, let's say you're giving you taking a sabbatical for a couple of years, because I've heard that from some teachers, too. And you want to go back in, go back in there with like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'll do this and I'll do that. But I'm not doing that. I'm not working on Saturdays or I'm not staying too late for these meetings. I'm not doing that. You're going to have to cut me out of that. Stop that. Mm -hmm. It's stories in my book about people that have already done it. And I will be like, wow, I'm so jealous. How did you get that in writing? You know, I'm so jealous. <laughs> they had us there till six o'clock in the evening sometime with the most stupid meetings. How did you get it in writing that you don't want to do meetings during the week? How did you do that? Oh, and so wow. there's ways you can dictate and really just control the narrative for your career. It's your career, yours, not your principals, not your coworkers. It's your career. So that chapter is called Steer Your Career. I have another chapter about um, putting up uh, boundaries. 
okay. and how to say no. How to say I have a whole day in the workshop on how to say no. No is a complete sentence is what it's called. I might have I may have to write another book. Hundred ways, <laughs> no. ways to say no and get away and just do it and don't apologize for it. Like watch this. Ask me. I'll give you an example. Right? Ask me to come in on Saturday or stay late. Ask me whatever you want to just go ahead and try. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead and ask me. Okay. Uh Kendria, uh I, I really need you to come in on Friday and stay late for me. I'm sorry, Friday is my is that's my personal time. I can't do that. Anything but we were, sh we're shorthanded, though. We, we really could okay. use that help. I don't live in that place where it's time for me to do it. It's a whole lot of teachers in here. You probably need to go get some extra help, but I cannot do it. I'm unable to do it. I'm so sorry. Look at that. I have a call. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. 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 Find somebody else. We live too uh, My teachers and uh, my teachers, if they're listening, even my teachers, if anybody hears my voice. My teacher live in this place of, well, if I don't do it, ain't nobody else going to do it. I need you to move yeah. out of that space. Move out of that space into find somebody else to do it because she got something to do. I'm busy. And I, I have pre I'm in the process of making previous plans. I don't have time. Oh. Your time is valuable and you don't get any more of it. Time is You're not right. recyclable. You don't get it back. So when you spend it and then you don't get paid for it, that's a no. We're not doing mm -hmm. it. Find somebody else to do it or cancel the event. Oh, look like you want to cancel it because Friday's here and I'm not doing it. So what you going to do <laughs> all day long? And then when you set those boundaries and put them in place, people stop asking you. They don't even come to you. They don't even come to you. My my people know not to even ask me for stuff like that. No, after what? After work. She doesn't do that. I'm going home. Oh, she goes home. Hey. Yes, I have a family. Alright. But yeah, you are right. A lot of us get stuck in that mindset. Well, if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done and it needs to be done. Watch so, it. Watch what happens when it don't get done. Let's find out what happens when it don't get done. I'm all right with that. I'm cool with it. See what happens. It ain't the, the school ain't going to burn down. They'll still be there Monday when you get back. The mm -hmm. kids will be just fine and mm -hmm. they will find someone else to do it. The person that says yes, that's on them, not me. Wow, right? They don't wow. have a family. I do. My time is extremely important and I don't get it back. And with every minute and every hour you give teachers, I hope someone's listening to me. I'm praying, praying someone's listening to me. Every hour you give away lowers your salary. Because you only get one salary. You don't get paid by the hour. So they're not paying you. That's every hour you work that's extra lowers your salary. So I'm going to do my 8 to 1, 8 to 2, 8 to 3, and then that's it. Cut, cut, cut. And I, I'll give you a couple hours after school. You know, answer emails and do some, you know, some lesson planning. But that's even cut, cut, cut. I cut that off. I cut that off as well. I spend wow. my time doing what I want to do and not what other people impose on me to do. All right, then. Well, hey, y'all heard it. Okay, y'all better go out and get her book and, and heed her advice if, if y'all want to make it in this in this, this industry, right? So, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness gracious. But, yeah. I, you know, and I'm not even, I don't even work in early childcare anymore. I had, I had to step away from it. Um, but for me, it was money because I don't, you know, early childcare educators, they don't make no money at, at all. Um, so, and I, I was in a situation where it was like, okay, I absolutely love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do, but I don't make enough money to take care of my own kids. Right. Yeah. So I had to step away from it and, you know, I went back to school and whatnot. Um, I'm still, I'm in, still in learning and development, but in a completely different industry now. Um, okay. That's what I just do full time um, yeah. anyway. And, um, but yeah, and I, I've, I've seen, you know, 
even teachers in early child care be the same way. Like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. And I will see the parents come in there and, um, you know, like for us, the, the last school that I worked at, we had a requirement that they could not move up to the pre-K room unless they were potty trained. Mm-hmm. So these are three-year-olds, three and four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's the positive. They need potty trained. But parents will, you know, be coming back and fighting with us because they're like, no, they need to be up here. And like, well, our pre-K teachers, they're not wiping butts and changing diapers. Mm-hmm. Because we got a whole class of about another 15 kids or so that mm-hmm. are potty trained and doing their own thing. So they're just mm-hmm. not set up that way. So I can understand it on that level where you have parents coming to you demanding all this stuff and whatnot. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's not what's no. going to happen. You either right. get your These- child potty trained or they're going to stay down here with the two-year-olds. Exactly. These are the standards by which we are doing this. Okay. If you want your child in, yeah, it's just easy. It's easy for us. I guess we come from that generation where it's whatever the teacher said went. I think the world we're, that we're living in now is almost like a democracy. Oh Everybody get a vote. No, you don't get a vote oh in this class. Yeah, and, every, and, and you're right. The whole entitlement thing, that drives me up mm-hmm. the wall. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. It drives me up the wall. I'll have mm-hmm. uh, employees talking about, well, they should get a bonus because they came to work today. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Like that's I've, I've had a few fights with some teachers. I've had a few fights, Facebook fights. They're not real fights, but you know, Facebook fights. What they say that they say those things. Well, we should just get paid enough. Okay, so what are you doing to get paid enough? If you sign the contract, I'm telling you, if you sign that contract that pays you fifty, sixty thousand a year, you have to live with what you what you get. Otherwise, you have to find something else to do. That's why I have a side hustle. That's why I write books on the side. That's why I have workshops on the side. And yeah. they were like, well, we should just I said, this is the problem with teachers right here. I said, the problem is in 10 years, you're going to be still complaining about the same thing. We don't get paid enough. We get paid enough. And I'm going to have, you know, half a million, a million in the bank while okay. you're complaining about not getting enough money. You have to do something to make that a reality. That's why I say teachers use this time as leverage. Get that money. Get your bank. Get your right. bag. Go back in there and get your bag. Demand something. This is what I say. If you can't pay me, give me time. Mm. If you can't pay me, give me time. I had a situation. Like, this ain't even old. This I'm literally three months ago, right before school was out. Well, six months ago. They gave me a, a full schedule on Thursday, and it was full, meaning I didn't have any breaks. But they make they made a mistake, and I went in, and I said, "You made a mistake." And clearly, I don't have no planning period. What's going on? And they were like, "Oh, Miss Kendra, we'll fix it." They never fixed. That's okay. I went back in. I said, "All right, I'm going to keep this schedule on, on Thursday with no breaks. Okay, none. Just one little thirty minute lunch break in the middle. No breaks. Seven classes in a row. Every, every wow. teacher knows that that's bad." Every teacher was within the sound of my voice, like, uh-uh, that's bad. Yeah, I kept it, though. And I said, I want half Friday off. And I got it. <laughs> okay. I, got it. I went I went in on Friday, I taught two classes, and went home. That's how I keep it. Don't move it. Don't move it. Just, just go in there. But so how many teachers are scared to do that? They just take it. Yeah, yeah, they made a mistake with my schedule. Well, they made a mistake. Go mix, make them fix it. And if they don't fix it, then ask for something in return. Well, then I'm going to be off Monday, half a day. Okay. Yeah, go in there and ask for what you want. Yeah, ask for what you want. They still so sixty percent, I would say, the time I can get what I want. They gonna still say no sometimes, but still sixty percent of the time I can get what I want because my leverage is you need me, you need me more than I need you. You need me. You need all this these skills. You need all of it, and so they want to make you happy because you don't. They don't want you to. You know, they, for me, they don't want me to get all the other teachers in a in a tussy and all right. you know and, and mobilized and stuff. So they'll just give me what I want to shut me up. But right. I'm squeaky wheel gets the oil. Get in there. Yeah. I right. dare you. 
I dare you. Go in there and ask for what you want. Be like, listen, <laughs> I don't mind getting these bad classes that y'all keep giving me. However, what about Friday off? Half yeah. a day. I'll give you half a day. Mm-hmm. Just half. And then if I don't have any classes at the other half of the day, I could work from home, remote. Wow. They say, oh no, my goodness. Look, Kendria, that, I mean, I have thoroughly enjoyed conversing with you. And I hope all my listeners out there, I have any educators that are out there listening, please, y'all go ahead and check out her book. Go ahead and show us your book one more time, please. Okay. It's called Teacher of the Year. It will be on Amazon as an ebook and a, a paper back copy that you see here. And I also have the audio version. Now, that's a separate link, but it's an audio version I can send, I, can, I sell as well. That seems to be very popular. <laughs> that audio version is very popular because you get to hear me in your ear reading the book. Yeah, but you also yeah. want to get this one because this one has the paperback. It has a workbook at the, at the it has a workbook in it. So you can write okay. it and have reflections in it. So you might want to get both. Nice. Like twenty bucks, yeah, like twenty bucks. You can get both of them. But um, if your readers or your listeners, they can contact me if they want the audio. I have the link, or they can just go to my um, they can go to my um Instagram. The link is there. They can just hit that link and get the audio. Download the audio. Yep. All right, y'all. So look mm-hmm. at here, look at here. Y'all need to go ahead and check it out. I'm my educators out there that just like you know what I'm over this. Right. <laughs> go ahead. Don't, don't put your resignation in just yet. Hold on. Wait. Hold, yeah. hold the voices. Go ahead and get this book or get the audio, check it out, see how she can do to help you go ahead and get over this hump to go ahead and start mm-hmm. loving teaching again and, you know, loving those babies again. Because I know they're on your last nerve. We know mm-hmm. they do. But they, they they need you. We need you. So please right. go ahead, hold your horses and go ahead and check it out. Y'all, of course, as always, y'all know, don't forget, every Tuesday and Thursday, tune in at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for your next dose of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness, Kendra, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on here. But for Thank all y'all who are watching and listening, again, until next time, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'll see y'all later. Bye.